Welcome to the Marnas episode. We are going to talk a little bit about Marnas, which is in Robbinsdale. I'm a little less familiar with Robbinsdale than Tony is. I know it's got a nickname. Uh, Tony, what, what do we call Robbinsdale if we're, uh, if we're a resident or uh, someone who spends a lot of time in Robbinsdale? <laughs> so Robbinsdale, yeah, an entering suburb, been around quite a while. Uh, it's affectionately referred to as Birdtown by its inhabitants and Rabbit fans of Robinsdale. <laughs> what about Birddale? Isn't that another? Uh... I think Birddale works. Also, you might get some arguments from yeah. locals, but so, so uh, Birdtown is the preferred nomenclature. Birdtown. I know they have a Facebook page uh, called the Birdtown, uh, so we will roll with that. Yeah, when we were visiting Marna's, uh, you know, this week, I I noticed there was a new place opening up across the street. There was some. Some posters in the windows at the Bird Nest, or what is it? What was it? Bird Nest? Bird Nest. Bird. Yeah, was it Bird Nest? Bird. <laughs> I don't I, I'm blanking. Well, it's now. Bird Nest now. <clears throat> it's Bird Nest now until we, we know more about it. <laughs> so, the Bird Tower? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, so I grew up in Golden Valley, so I uh, went to school in the what's known as the Robbinsdale School District. Uh, Robsdale's really a town that's going through a major revitalization. Uh, there's a lot happening on West Broadway. It's rapidly being referred to as the new Eat Street. And uh, Marna's is one of the newer restaurant bars that are um, on West Broadway. Great place. Uh, I met the owner about a year and a half ago uh, through my other business. And they've got a great story. It's really a fantastic place with that you know it's not your typical uh, menu it's, it's Costa Rican uh, influence Latin themed I guess would be another way to describe it yeah, you know I um, when we first uh, decided that to kind of start this project we spent a couple uh, you know took a couple trips to Robbinsdale together and hung out and you'll notice as you, you kind of refer to it as the new Eat Street there's just a variety of things kind of uh, right there in the main drag and um, you know Wicked Wart, uh, Nona Rosa's and obviously Travail's had uh, been there for a while and and big at my pizza so it's plenty of things to do and check out and um, you know I had kind of no idea what I was getting myself into when I walked into Marno's and I gotta say I liked it and um, looking forward to uh, chatting about it. It's a great example of uh, when, it, when a couple uh, restaurant and nightlife spots gain attention and become popular that uh, a real groundswell can grow from there and other places start popping up and that's exactly what's been going on there right on so um you know i know that and we'll you'll, we'll kind of talk about this a little bit in the interview with rolando but um i had been to marnas previously and before it was you know i, I believe it was just of a counter service type of place and um, and then they just recently expanded and we'll talk a little bit about that with Rolando. Um, that would probably be the, 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 kind of the biggest thing that's happened there in the last, I guess, six to 12 months. Um, but yeah, it was originally Marna's cafe and it was just that order at the counter and they would bring, bring your order out to you. Uh, they were primarily breakfast 
coffee and uh, through lunch, and then they started experimenting with some evening hours for a tapas menu. And then the big step was expanding into the next door space also to become Marna's Eatery and Lounge. So the old side is the lounge part. They still have a lot of comfortable seating there. You can kind of get away from the more of the noise and the action on the, the new side, and you can get full table service on either side of, uh, of Marna's. The bar is, uh, well, Rolando will talk more about the bar in the interview segment, uh, but there's full bar now. Hey, Twin Towns, we are at Marna's Eatery and Lounge in, on West Broadway in Robbinsdale. Uh, this is Tony. I'm Andy. And with us is Rolando. Rolando. Rolando Diaz, yes. And you are the owner of Marna's. Chef, owner of Marna's. Martin's Catering, Martin's Eatery Lounge, yeah. So I initially met you uh, maybe a year and a half ago now um, when you had the original side of the, you know, the uh, storefront business and you know, history pr prior to that. But, uh, since you are originally from Costa Rica, yeah. why don't we first start out with how you ended up in Minnesota because we yeah. Minnesotans, of course, are always curious when someone from a warmer climate ends yeah. up here and right. stays here. <laughs> I get that question asked, I don't know how many times. I'm sure. Everybody's curious of why am I in Minnesota coming from Costa Rica, you know, where it's a nice tropical place and no snow. Um, but when I was like 17, I met a good friend of mine down in Costa Rica. He went there to learn Spanish. And then he, we just met, became buddies, and then... He's obviously from here. He came back and he said, "Hey, Orlando, you you know you can come to Minnesota. You can live here. You can work here." And I was born in New York, okay. So I'm I'm a U.S. citizen. I have dual dual citizenship. citizenship. Cool. So awesome. then I, it was easy. I just I didn't have to go through the visa process. I just had to buy a ticket and come. That was like 17. So I thought it until I don't know when I was 21 actually. When I was when I actually came, and then I didn't have really an understanding of what coal was until. I mean, you don't really get it. You just, you just come and it's cold, and then you see it in movies, and then it's fun. But out here, 17 years later, and I'm still here, married with kids, and yeah, I go back and forth now. But um, I don't know. That's, that's that's it's it's as simple as I just I just came, and then he said, yeah, you can work and you can do stuff here. And I didn't know how to speak English, so I had to relearn the whole culture and the language, obviously. And uh, is your wife lifelong Minnesotan? She's Shanahan, like Minnesotan, meat, meat potatoes all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how, 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 how long had you been here when you met her? Uh, about six, six years or so. Okay. Yeah. So you had, you had English down by then? I, you know, amazingly, I learned English fairly quick. Um, I lived at my friend's house with his family for a year. And then he's the only one that knew some Spanish. And then his family, his, his mom is an attorney, his brother, nobody knew how to speak any Spanish. So anytime I wanted to have a conversation, back then, 
I had to pull out a huge dictionary because there's no like smartphone <laughs> technology like it is now. Remember the little portable dictionaries though, where you could type a oh, word yeah. and it was like a little two two, two line screen and you could try <laughs> to fumble through it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, but it was a huge. It was probably I don't know like five six inches <laughs> dictionary. So anytime we were were to have a conversation, we had to flip through pages trying to get a word out of it, and then we communicated like that. But then I, I enrolled myself into. Uh, ESL, yeah, and then I did a little bit of that, and a lot of it I just learned. Really, just uh, talk to us a little bit about um, you know the name for Marna's. Where does that come from? So the Marna, it's it was my mother's name. So we named the business after uh, she passed away about ten years ago. So that's really when we started first with the catering. So we started with Marna's catering, um, and then we. We, we pushed the name out just to, you know, after what happened, and we wanted to make sure that, you know, we honor her name and make put the name everywhere we, you know, we could. Uh, so we started um, with that, but then it, it was born first from the, the catering perspective, so that's where we started out, just doing private chef parties, small events, or things where we can just really just make it anything that required food and entertainment until we, you know, became... Uh, more into the wedding industry and you know now we're doing over you know, 130 to 150 weddings a year um, so on yeah, on that note your, your initial involvement in food service and the restaurant industry was on the catering side yeah yeah it was yeah. it's really the core of how we started everything now, was Marna herself, was she a great cook? Did she... So she was... I grew up... My, my, I grew up in a, in a family with great cooks, you know. Not trained. It's just all around just good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandpa had a, a couple of restaurants when, you know, he was younger. And then my mom and uncles were their free labor. So they were just, you know, they grew up in that scene and they were cooking and you know I I wasn't necessarily obviously born at that time but then it just kind of I don't know it's a lot of just came my DNA I think from how I grew up and then my mom was a great cook uh, my uncles and they're the kind of people that would really cook anything out of whatever is available and then um, yeah so from there obviously I, I you know I was really curious about food and then I started just digging in more and then you know when I came here, my first job was Old Country Buffet. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that's the, that's, the, that's the one. For once, it was really the only job I could get in a restaurant without English because it was it was okay. And then, um, I mean, it was, I guess it was a good introduction to a whole lot of everything just because they, I mean, the food obviously is not anything <laughs> good, really. But they have a the lot variety. of the variety of learning, like, you know, different dressings that are, you know, really American and a lot of stuff in there from learning some of those things and then you start to kind of understand a little bit and just start to kind of making your own little twists and things and, but, but yeah, so I, I worked there for about two years. I think uh, when you say OCB, I think of a big metal vat of mashed potatoes. That's the first thing that enters my mind. Right. Yeah. Everything, everything frozen, can and boxed. Right. Is, is there a particular item that, you know, stands out for you that, so you started working in, in the food industry, right? And is there something that grabbed you, like an item that you were making that you decided, hey, I'm, this is what I'm into, this is what I want to do? You know, I think uh, 
after after I worked there, like I didn't necessarily stay in the restaurant. I, I worked a couple other places, more like office work, and then I uh, I, I sold cars for like two years, and then uh, I don't know. There was something I think about after the whole thing. Like thinking it was more. I was in there on the. On, I don't know, in, in a place where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, you know, like, I I knew I liked to cook, but it wasn't something that I, I guess I thought I could potentially do a lot, and especially in a different country, you know, learning the culture, learning everything, so it was something that it wasn't realistic, I think, that I would go any farther with, and then I, until um, I went back to Costa Rica again, and then I, because I hadn't gone back to Costa Rica probably for like five or six years since I came and then I went back and then I just went and ate all the regular stuff that I would normally eat and I forgot like how good the food it was because I mean American food is American food it's not like his own cuisine it's nothing it's it's like American food is like a, a little bit of everybody right. combined yeah. so then and then when I, when I tried the food and then I you know, I remember all these flavors and all these things, and I mean, people love this stuff. You're making it traditionally, you know. So then that's when I, I came back, and then I, I started just. I had no idea how to put a business together, nothing. So I literally just went and started making for friends. I said, hey, you guys want? I can go and make some food at your house. And I was trying to make some like little to-go boxes to try out, give them away, and just trying to get higher anywhere. Yeah. Um, just doing whatever and then uh, until I started doing like a few parties and people were doing like their you know, 40th birthday parties or, or any kind of birthday party and then uh, we go to the house and then I would cook if I didn't know how to make it I would I was a fake until you make it kind of guy so I did a lot of that for probably a good couple of years um, until you know obviously it's a long story short until now we obviously in and I ended up having my own restaurant, which is something that I really never thought I could possibly maybe do it. It's in a different country, it's intimidating. And if you live here, and then if you like, if you're living here for the rest of your life, I mean, all your life, and you go and move to, I don't know, South Korea, and you're like, all right, so I'm gonna open up a restaurant. And you're like, all right, what do I do first? <laughs> yeah, right. Like cooking is the last thing <laughs> that you should know. Yeah. <laughs> can I totally. Imagine. <laughs> so what was the the impetus then or the kind of getting over the hurdle to decide to go with the restaurant and you know it was funny because it never really was part of the plan mm -hmm. like it's funny because all of it happened it's just like it just happened um, the catering obviously we started with the uh, a rented kitchen after we started getting like I was doing like like three weddings a year and that was not, so that was not this so that was then. not here okay. at all we were renting a space and kitchen in the market uh, it was a rented, it's a shared kitchen space with food trucks and other people. And then I was using, you know, I was doing a bunch of stuff in my house. And I had a full-time job. So it was like, I was still doing a job, but then I was like doing, trying to do some money on the side, trying to make that happen. And then this space became available and then it was a flower shop. So obviously it came and then the landlord, he's like, well, he showed me the back because we, we split the building in half because the flower shop was still here. And then... We went back there, and then it was it was hard to see a kitchen because it was obviously not one. It was a flower shop, and but it was hey yeah. I mean we had a little bit um, all the profits that we made from all the events we put them back, so we were able to really 
make all of these happen with no debt on anything. Make, taking a loan, so all the money went back and we saved it. So we came here, we built the kitchen straight out of profits, and then we started doing events. And after we came here, um, and we started, we built the kitchen, then we start, I started booking like crazy. And I was booking blind, really not knowing if I could pull them off. It was almost scary, but obviously we had now a, a space that we had to pay, and you know, so I was like, hey, now we have to make something happen. So from that, obviously catering became successful, and now it was a, you know, it was a good full circle that was profitable, and it was really consistent because people would book us six, eight to a year in advance. So you start the year, and you already have business so it's, it's, it's good and then the year later then we purchased a food truck that it was something just trying to get us away from doing the same thing the routine the catering it was like the same food all the time so the food truck was more just trying to add in then that Costa Rican buy to cook some things that we wanted to cook like a lot of the street food that we wanted to make and the food that I remember that it was good but in, in a wedding you can't sell it so then food truck came along and after that the flower shop left and then that's where we actually wanted to you know, like what well, the landlord was so what the space is available you want to do something with it or I can rent it out I was like oh, I'll figure something out and then I was like let's make a cafe and then so we serve a little bit of the stuff that we have and then that's where Martin's Cafe started and then it was on you know on the, on the smile side of the, the restaurant here and then we started doing that, and then it was that was it. That was really the last plan of it until pigs decided to leave, and then they're like, "Hey, man, you know, like uh, that'll be probably a good place for you to, you know, do your thing, and you can move that stuff over there." And then it's it's the same. It's one building, so the landlord he said, "Hey, what you want to do something with it? And you can probably figure something out." And then I was like, "Well." Yeah, I suppose that we could probably figure something out. So I just agreed, kind of like, <laughs> not me. I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll make something happen. And then until I was like, all right, and there were pigs were like, yeah, we're leaving in like three months. And then I was like, oh, all right, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get moving because making the cafe was really easy. You know, I mean, like it was. We had the kitchen already because we were using the catering kitchen, and then you know we just had to make a menu, and it was counter service. So people, it's kind of like you go to a Starbucks or a Caribou. So it wasn't really complicated versus then a full restaurant with breakfast, lunch and dinner and a full bar and cocktails and all these stuff. And so definitely a lot to learn, but it was a good experience that I wasn't really like planned. It wasn't like, you know, a year before, like, yeah, let's probably do a restaurant. It was just, it was more of then trying to serve a lot of the food that I wanted to serve, which we do in a, in a way now, but it's not catering food. So it's... It just I don't know, naturally happened. It wasn't. It wasn't really planned. As crazy as it sounds. <laughs> I'll, I'll add in there uh, for some listeners. Uh, so, where Marius Cafe, the original Marius Cafe, was located, which they still own that space. The next door business is a restaurant. You may or may not have heard of it called the Pig Ate My Pizza. Pig Ate My Pizza moved down the street into a new space, and that opened up, left their space open, and so the Marius expanded into the next door space also and that is the full Marna's Eatery and Lounge with full table service yeah. and full bar and the cafe portion it's not a cafe anymore it's the lounge portion that we kind of add into the name so that it would be 
it's still people it still has the vibe of just a quiet more intimate space um, and then it also uh, it gives you a narrative view away without loud music and, but it still have a server and you can still have the food of the restaurant and everything else so so we're sitting on the uh, lounge side now and you have some comfy seating um, large higher top table that we're sitting at and yeah you can kind of spread out and quieter as you said nice place to have some small group business meetings bring a coffee over or to sit over here and have a cocktail yeah. from the other side and you can like you said you can get service over here right yeah absolutely yeah so um, and then the good thing about it is also that we have a full bar which is great now also adding that to the mix so because before we only had beer and wine and um, that's all we could do. So obviously, having um, a full liquor license was able uh, a huge thing for us to add into the restaurant. So yeah, it was in a you know remind me. So I I had been to Piggy my Pizza before, and uh, when it was when it was Pig before, and um, so the space is is similar. I, I know there was an open kitchen prior, and there mm-hmm. was a bar there before. So yep, you guys fully renovated. It's 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 yeah. Um, it's, they had um, <clears throat> I mean it's. The name says it all. It was obviously Piggy My Pizza, so obviously for them and the pizza and the, the ambiance that had it worked because it did look like a big barn, mm-hmm. and you know, and um, it was very dark. Yeah, it was dark, and then um, and yeah, obviously completely different from like a Latin vibe would look like. So then, yeah, we had to do a lot of work, and for this one, we did with the cafe. I did it all really myself and my wife. We just hire a painter and we kind of knew what we wanted to do and we just kind of went and you know hire I was like the contractor per se and then I just kind of picked in like colors and style and then we did that and furniture for the other side I wanted to make it more of a vibe of a like a restaurant I say because I don't know how to properly make a space that is welcoming enough for um for guests you know to stay and hang out so we hire a designer to help us kind of put the space together and like I, she came talked to me kind of pick a little bit of my brain and see where I was from and what I was what I wanted to do with the space and she, she did a, a great 3D layout of what the space would look like a few ideas until we came across the, you know that design and but we didn't really change a whole lot you know we moved the door and then a lot of it was a lot of TLC uh, but yeah we we did the whole bar. Uh, we tore pretty much everything they had. We only kept the the top uh, of like the you know obviously the countertop, but everything else, the outside, the inside, and we completely rebuilt the bar. Um, and then the kitchen layout, it's the same. Um, it's good. It's an open concept. Obviously, we have different equipment and different stuff that fits for a menu. But other than that. Um, Walls, ceiling, um, everything. It was just a lot of just bits of love. And then we built in some um, some booths in the back where, uh, where they had like more like their waiting area. But Yeah, you know, it took me a second to recognize, <coughs> excuse me, it took me a second to recognize it was the old Piggy and my pizza, pizza space, yeah. frankly, because I had yeah. been there a couple times. And then I once I was sitting down and I was... I was uh, ordering. I looked to my left, looked to my right. I said, "Wait a second! This is, this is." I, I thought maybe it was next to, yeah. but it's, it's like this is the this is the spot. But yeah, you had that front door added because uh, before it was blocked off. I recall. Yeah, they had a they had their entrance was in the back. You know, you come in through the back, and then as you come in, 
they had like the little waiting area and then the front entrance that's facing Broadway mm -hmm. was they had like a table mm -hmm. on there so then we switched the process and then now we we moved the entrance door that was for them before so we could put in booth in that waiting area they had and then we moved the tables obviously we designed a different tool where we can actually use the front entrance door um, and it's still we're trying to get people there's still a lot of people that are still trying to go through the back <laughs> so we have, we have to put a sign people to get to. And the idea is for it because we want to put a host stand mm -hmm. um, so then obviously and then it's a and then the and part of why I the main thing for me that I wanted to change that is because in in Costa Rica it's really traditional when you go to someone's house Sometimes you walk right into the kitchen. That's usually kind of like the, when you walk in the house, like the kitchen is there, or you kind of somewhat go to the kitchen as person's home. And it's like it's because everybody's very friendly and it's a I don't know, it's, it's welcoming. And then uh, since the, it's an open kitchen concept, as soon as you walk into the restaurant, you literally walk into the kitchen. So it was I wanted to make that same feel that you walk in and they're not hiding anything. Just walk into the kitchen. And then obviously there's a host, and then get you to the table. But mainly I like that. And that's why we didn't change anything on the layout of the kitchen they had because it works really well. And then uh, it obviously you know it has that meaning behind it that's important. It's a very sorry. There's a very welcoming feel when you walk in. Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. It's, and you're walking right off of Broadway. So if you're at a neighboring business, you can walk right across the street. Um, Walk in, you're walking like like you said, walk into the kitchen essentially, and then and then uh, yeah. you're in. So it's yeah, absolutely. So, and sometimes they'll hand you an apron and, and yeah. to put you to work. Yeah, you to work. <laughs> it is interesting with the doors because the, you know we see it when I yeah. from a coffee, people trying to come in the door to the old cafe side, and then you get to another door, and then yeah. you still one more door yeah. to, to get to the right one. Yeah, what's behind door number three? <laughs> yeah, Mars yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're actually having a great time chatting with Rolando, uh, so much so that we're actually going to divide this uh, this Marnas episode into two parts. So this concludes part one. Uh, part two is available right away, so go ahead and tune in if you uh, tune into that episode as well. And uh, thanks for listening.